Well, welcome to episode five of Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We're happy to have you join us. We're here to talk about all things in culture and leadership and much more. Shane, how are you feeling today? I feel great, Mike. Did you ever think we would make it to episode five? I did not. I can't believe we're here. It feels like some type of dream. You know, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Have you, Mike? Yes. That's sad. I mean, in so many ways, <laughs> that's sad. And it really, it just points to a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> that it we explains don't... other things yeah. as well. But we are in episode five. We... I think it's easier to get to episode five mm-hmm. when you don't care if anyone's listening. <laughs> and when you don't have sponsors, do you, yes. do you feel like that these help us? We could go to episode 300 at this rate. There's yeah, no that's really it. right, Mike. All The only thing that limits us is our own ability and capacity for self-delusion that anyone <laughs> cares right. about anything that we're talking about. Or our wives giving us a hard time. But uh, we would love for you to continue to subscribe or subscribe for the first time to our podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And, of course, sharing this with your friends so we can also help them navigate through what... Do we have any subscribers, Mike? We actually have close to 100 subscribers right now. Maybe even more. I haven't done a count today. All right. 100 subscribers. What does that mean? That means that someone actually goes to their podcast, like at Podbean or at Apple Podcasts, and they subscribe to our podcast. And most of the time, whenever we do a new episode, it's going to be pushed to that podcast uh, app they have. Did you ever imagine when you were a kid that you would one day say the word Podbean in a formal setting and it not be... Something that every makes everyone laugh. No, you know, you know, you're just a pod bean. So, did you know that a lot of people do call these pods now? It just pods. Yeah, and so I've thought about using that term, but it makes me so uncomfortable that I haven't quite got there yet. But I might throw, all, you know, throw that out someday. Just like, hey, we're here's our next pod. Do you feel like if you were more hip, it would come more naturally to? You? If you were more, yeah, if you just yeah. had a little bit more of a hipster kind of feel to yeah. you, then you would just say, if pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the mod if, pod. If my jeans were tighter and all that kind of stuff, that's like the... That's this like... is one of the times that everyone listening should be glad that that we're on just audio here because <laughs> it's right. ridiculous. Uh, we're, we are, uh, well, we're a little ridiculous right now. And we would encourage you again to subscribe and share this with your friends. All right, Shane, now we're going to get into our content for today, dealing with conflict. How do you feel about conflict as we start out in general? When conflict comes your way, Shane, how do you normally react? Well, I think none of us dream about being in conflict. Mm. You know, I can't imagine anyone getting married and and you say, what are you really (laughs) hoping for in your marriage? Perpetual conflict. I I don't think it's something that any of us desire, Mike. Yeah, I I hear you. You know, what I've noticed is that some people really, uh, they do like conflict. There are some of us. A lot of people avoid conflict. And some people do have like a hakuna matata kind of mindset where they don't worry about anything. But we all may have different temperaments and philosophies about dealing with conflict, but we got to navigate in this world effectively. And to do that, we have to deal with conflict in a healthy way. And Mike, what if we decided that conflict wasn't a bad word? Yeah. That it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, sure. conflict can can escalate to a uncomfortable place or a negative place. But what if conflict is just a word we give to relational navigation skills. 
then all of a sudden I think it takes a little bit of the edge out of it. Because when we hear conflict, we're always thinking bad, bad, bad. We all want to avoid pain. Yes, but I want to yeah. say that a certain amount of conflict is necessary for sure. any relationship. It's necessary, and we all have to deal with it uh, on a daily basis. And one of the things that, Shane, I know that you found is that uh, with any type of change or discontinuity comes some type of conflict when things are changed. And when conflict happens, people who originally maybe were excited about change, they kind of, some people will just jump off the boat or they'll just give up when conflict comes their way. You hear people about leaving organizations because of a conflict that happened, leaving, of course, their jobs, giving up on relationships, leaving the community that they are in. Have you seen that as a common pattern is that when people are in conflict, instead of engaging, aging and being relational, they just say goodbye. Yeah, I think it's a matter of core values. If mm. your number one core value is to avoid conflict, then you're, that's going to be your default. So you're always going to ask, be asking Scotty up on the Starship Enterprise to beam you up. Right. You know, you're always wanting to do that. Uh, so I do think that for a lot of people, conflict is just something that so overwhelms them. They would do almost anything yeah. to avoid it. And I want to suggest that it's not the conflict's not the problem. Sure. It's a lack of conflict skills that can be the problem. And I think those can be learned skills. So let's work on those skills. So let's say, okay, I'm going to try to deal with the conflicts that coming my way. So let's start fresh and we're going to try to learn this. So one of the first things we need to do in conflict is get to the bottom of it. Right, Shane? Yeah, because what I've got a, a saying that I use, and no one's ever understood it, Mike. But, but we want to uh, hear it. Now yeah. we really want to hear it. What someone is complaining about is almost never what they're complaining about. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm saying is a lot of the times when there's conflict, it's not the central issue isn't what you're arguing about. Yeah. It's not even what you're talking about. So getting to the bottom of the central issue, I think, is essential. And essential is the first place to start. What are we really arguing about here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, The other thing I know that you've said is that sometimes people have stuff going in their lives, and it just makes them more conflictual, or at least how they talk with one another. So sometimes people are at home, they're struggling with something, then a conflict happens at work, and it seems to set them off. Uh, That's we have to have a little bit of perspective, right? Whenever we're dealing with conflict with another person. Yeah, and and so much of of my approach to life is just knowing yourself. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. There are days when you walk into work, Mike, because I'm yeah. talking about you specifically yeah, because you're you're you, really you just, moody. Whenever I come in, <laughs> you just stand outside your office and just stare at just me. Just which Mike's going to walk in today <laughs> right. is, is what I'm wondering about. <laughs> but there are there are days when uh, you just know you're not going to be at your most resilient. Sure. You, you, maybe something's going bad at home, something's going bad outside the office, or something's going bad at the office, yeah. and you bring it home. Yeah. But I think just being self-aware of, of where you are is really important. And absolutely. I know there are times when I come in and there is something stressful going on in my life, and I have to think, okay, if that's what I'm feeling, uh, maybe uh, I just need to know that so I don't go into a deeper conversation. There's times where I think you can go into longer conversations with people, maybe around conflict. But if you're having a bad day, maybe you just want to say a little something, and then maybe we need to revisit that tomorrow, right? Again, yeah. Back to knowing yourself. Again, with the perspective stuff, doesn't empathy play an important role when we're getting to the bottom of it, Shane, is that we have to listen, we have to think about what someone else is going through, 
And uh, that kind of centers us when we're dealing with someone who uh, has conflict coming our way. Yeah, there's a, there's a great Bob Dylan lyric. It said, I just wish that once I could be you and you could be me, and then you'd know what a drag it is to see you. <laughs> and, and a part of that is, is empathy, <laughs> you know? Great. It's being aware yeah. of, of how we are perceived by others, the energy that we bring to the, have you ever seen somebody, Mike? They just walk through a room and they just bring bad energy, man. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. you can tell something's going on. Yeah. It just—it's just absolutely undeniable. I think we got to be aware of that, and empathy yeah. is a part of it. So somebody comes in, and let's say they walk into my office and they start chewing on my ear about something. Uh, one thing I, I'll sometimes do is I'll right. say, "You know what? I've never seen this side of you. Are you okay?" Mm. And a lot yeah. of times they'll just start crying right there, right? Or they'll just break down. And yeah. what they're talking about isn't what they're talking about. And empathy can really help us, yeah. and particularly if we have some emotional yeah. intelligence. You know what I love about this, Shane, is that because sometimes we see get to the bottom of it, and we say, "Okay, let's just deal with this." But we're still talking with people. We're still trying to preserve relationships, right. and we're trying to get to what the real issue is. Okay, another way for us to navigate through conflict is to handle it. Biblically, Shane, you talk a lot about Matthew 18 with handling it bi- biblically. Uh, what does that mean in this circumstance? Well, Mike, you and I are Christians. Yes. We're, we're Christians. And so the, the teachings of the Bible aren't for everybody. I love to say Paul did not expect the Roman emperor to act like a Christian, but he did expect the people in the church to act like Christians. So part of what makes us Christian is that we... We do things differently. We handle Mm. things differently. And our instruction comes from the Bible. So as Christian people, there is a biblical way to handle things. And it's outlined in Matthew 18, 15 through 17. But basically, uh, it's as counterintuitive as any of Jesus' other teachings. But basically, it's talk to the person with whom you have an issue, not about them. And then if you can't work it out, get a couple referees. And if you can't work it out then... Go to somebody and go to the church for a final decision. Uh, Deal with this kind of stuff swiftly. It deals with it decisively. And and people a lot of times will say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, let me tell you, if you believe that what Jesus taught us on other things true, this is something he taught us about how to deal with conflict. And we'll either employ it or we won't. Yeah, I love the biblical mandate because it keeps us in a healthy community. It, it honors the other person you're in conflict with. And the goal is for us to remain in unity about uh, things and, and just working out conflict. But we, Shane, we probably have a few people who are listening to this who aren't Christians. But overall, I think just going to talk with the person from that biblical uh, mandate is a good first step, don't you? Oh, sooner the better. Absolutely. Sooner the better, because uh, bad feelings kind of fester. They can get bitter, and if you, don't, if you don't get them taken care of, it's a little bit like a weed in a garden, Mike. Yeah. If the weed is half an inch tall, yeah. you can just pull it out. You wait till the thing's 25 feet tall, you got a problem. And so I, I think just being proactive, again, knowing ourselves, knowing our feelings. Yeah. And maybe, Mike, let's say you hurt my feelings, sure. because that happens, I'd say, 20 times I a day. I see you cry every yeah, day. I, I it's, don't know it's, why. I've started keeping Kleenex in my office <laughs> because Melissa said, I'm sick of washing your handkerchiefs. They are tear-stained. <laughs> and I said, it's Mike. It's Mike that's done this It's the Moody Mike who comes in every It's day. Moody Mike, and, and it's not Mike 1 or 2. It's Mike 4, 9, and 13 <laughs> that really, really throw me off. I know it. Yeah, what are we talking about, Mike? 
we were just talking about, you know, handling it biblically and then just the steps of going and talking with someone. So let's say you hurt my feelings. Okay. And you you probably didn't mean to. You know, I can yeah. ignore that. I can think about it. I yeah. can build all kinds of narratives around it in sure. my mind. I can uh, just absolutely ruminate on it. Or I could say, hey, Mike, I just need to touch base with you. What you said just kind of hit me wrong. Yeah. Are we cool? Is there, is everything all yeah, right? Yeah. And you've probably seen me do that a sure, lot of times because I'm just not going to let things fester. Yeah. And there are some people, Shane, uh, this is the healthy step. We know we're talking about doing this in a healthy way when someone has really been offended. There are some people who are just too sensitive. That's right. Like, <laughs> just and there's some, other people who are just too obnoxious. <laughs> we have to find a, a middle ground. Other thing I think is interesting, and I know you talk a lot about this while we're on uh, this handling it biblically and these healthy steps. Renegotiation of relationships are vital, aren't they? Yeah. How we talk to one another and uh, what we expect from one another. You know, I don't know how much me and you have talked about this, but... We talk very little, except for this, this show. podcast. has given us an opportunity. Yeah. I, I'd say we spend 99% of the time we've spent together in our life has been in these six podcasts, yeah, plus absolutely. the special edition. Oh, I forgot about the special yeah, edition. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was huge. That's Thank kind of what launched all of this. You say we got a, almost 100 followers. Almost 100 followers. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe Woo! that? Man. They know you as well as I know you now. I appreciate that <laughs> because I can imagine why anybody would want to put a lot of time into getting to know me. Yeah, no, but renegotiation is really important in this as well. Well, let's move to number three, and that is refuse triangulation. I'll tell you what, Shane, a lot of people do need to think about refusing it because they just invite triangulation into uh, their conflict. So let's imagine somebody walks into my office and they've got a gripe with Mike. What I will say to them is, did you talk to Mike? And if they say no, the conversation is over. Yeah. And a lot of times I think we see ourselves as being Christian by being sounding boards. Mm. But yeah. Jesus didn't ask us to be sounding boards. He gave us a very specific way to handle conflict. And so for <clears throat> me, refusing triangulization is really an issue. Let me give you a quick example. Several years ago, a friend of mine and his wife were getting, they were having a lot of marriage troubles. Sure. And they were separated. And I said to my friend, what is your hope a year from now? And he said, I hope a year from now we're reconciled. I said, then don't do anything between now and then to make that impossible. Mm. Don't tell other people about right. how much you struggle with your spouse or all your spouse's flaws. Yeah. Don't tell your family how your spouse has treated you wrong, because even if you do reconcile, they'll still have that, those bitter feelings. Triangulization is always bad. It has to be refused. It has to be. It won't resolve any type of conflict at all. And I think, you know, in basically what you said in your last example, what are we trying to get out of handling conflict? Is it if we're trying to be like, oh, I don't know, vindicated or to be, you know, some worshipped in some weird way or saying that we're our way is right, that is not going to get someone through uh, the conflict that they're going through. But if you're trying to get people to just uh, restore the relationship, I think that's really important. And refusing triangulation is going to help you restore the relationship. All so right. don't talk about people. Yeah. Talk to the person. Talk to easy. the person. Very easy. All right, let's go to number four. When we are leading ourselves through conflict, it is be visible and approachable. Be visible and approachable. What do you think of that, Shane? Well, I think when, when there's conflict, particularly if you're a leader, uh, when the hurricane's blowing, I think we all want to hide. We want to batten sure. down the hatches. Did you know it's not button down the hatches? It's batten 
down the I hatches. I did not know that. There you go. And so I, I think we all want to kind of hide when the weather's bad. But I, I think a good working rule is the less you want to be around people, the more you need to be around people. So if there's conflict, I would say just don't avoid people. Yeah. Uh, get out, get around. And particularly if you've semi-resolved the conflict, you got to return to normal as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And Shane, you kind of, I think you give a metaphor about being the arrow, not the target, right? And so when people go out, it's not that they're trying to uh, just handle conflict with everyone, but you're talking about more about just being visible, being out there. Uh, would you say that you would, people even need to bring someone with them in those type of situations if it is a really conflictual thing they're going through? Well, I think, <coughs> I think Jesus is pretty clear that if you can't work it out, yeah. Uh, bring a couple people in that you both respect okay. and, and kind of get some referees there. Most people behave a little better, think a little clearer when there's referees around that yeah. they both respect. Those are ground rules, I think, that have to be agreed upon, but Jesus did give us the rules. And another thing, Mike, is, is I think just that being proactive, being the arrow in returning to normalcy. So let's say you mm, and I have I a conflict, yeah. and, uh, and I'm in the wrong in this particular case. I'm in the wrong... I eventually apologize to you, but you know what? Apolo doing something and then apologizing is a little bit like running over a dog with your car and then apologizing. <laughs> it doesn't make much difference to the dog. Sure. And so, so let's say that, that you know, there's been an apology made, but I think in the steps after that, it's really important that you normalize the relationship, that, that you would say, hey, hey, Shane, let's go grab some lunch. Yeah. Or uh, let's go to yeah. a ball game yeah. and normalize that relationship. So I think we should be proactive in dealing with the conflict. I also think we should be proactive in emerging from the conflict. And a lot of times, after you have conflicts, if you handle them right, your friendship, your relationship can even be stronger. Yeah. So you're saying there's an opportunity to even grow in all of this. That is incredible. Well, we appreciate you joining us for part one of this podcast. We will have part two the next time our podcast is released. So let us know what you think about these comments, or excuse me, comment below. Let us know how this is helping you. We'd love for you to share this with your friends. And of course, check out our blogs, RevShaneBishop.com, RevMikeWu.com. Also find us on social media. Thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. And make sure that you keep the change.